0: Kia ora, welcome to another episode of Too Much Talk brought to you by Onehanger FM. I'm your host, Tim McCready, and in case you're brand new to this podcast, we spent the lead up to the 2023 general election speaking to the candidates campaigning to win the Monga Keke seat. The election was well over 100 days ago now, and in that time, we've had the formation of a new coalition government, and Mauna Keke has a new MP, Greg Fleming, who is my guest on the podcast today. We have invited him back as a fresh MP to chat about what that process is like becoming a new member of parliament going through the induction process and crafting and delivering a maiden speech. We talk about what his office is like and what a normal week looks like with his new life split between Wellington and Auckland. We also chat about some of the successes he has already had in Mauna since becoming elected, including establishing his new electorate office on Onihanga Mall and tearing down that eyesore that was the burnt-out shell of Happy Boy at Royal Oak Roundabout. There is a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Well, kia ora, Greg, it's great to be- have you back on the Too Much Talk podcast. When we last spoke, uh, you were an aspiring MP in the lead up to the election, and you're now a fully fledged national MP and the local representative for Monga Kikia. Congratulations!
1: Thank you very much, Tim. Yeah, no, it's a real privilege to be back on the show, and certainly a privilege to be the the, uh, the member for Manga Kiki.
0: Yeah, it all it, it must all feel like a little bit of a blur that sort of that that lead up to the election, and then what happened immediately afterwards. I know you had. Uh, a particularly intense few months. I think all of us uh, felt like we really needed a break by the end of the year. Did you manage to have a a decent summer break at all?
1: I did. Actually, one of the most refreshing summers I've ever had. And uh, that was, uh, I mean, not only was that wonderful, but it was completely unexpected. I guess because of the intensity of that whole year, I had, I guess, at least subconsciously, I'd expected that the work would just sort of continue on over the summer, but might Mm. just sort of dull down again. But it actually just turned off completely, like for a good couple of weeks, I was able to, yeah, literally sit beside the lake, read books, um, be with the family, and yeah. As a consequence, I've come back dangerously refreshed.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great! It's all, it's amazing actually because I think for the rest of us as well, it's that 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 silence from Parliament is quite is quite refreshing. It's, it's the only time of year you can you can properly sort of detach from it.
1: <laughs> that's right. Maybe we should have less Parliament.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk to David Seymour about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, I wonder if if you could talk to us a little bit. What has that transition been like from being outside of Parliament to to being an MP and, and sort of being thrown into that into that game? What has what that felt like?
1: Yeah, well, there's obviously two distinct parts to being an MP, and one, and one of them, uh, which is the transition to actually being the the local member, the the actual electorate MP for Kirk here, that that has, actually hasn't been that radical a change from the campaign because the campaign mm. was all about uh, getting out there, um, getting known to people, hearing people's issues, and then looking to see where I could could help. Um, it's just that I now have. Well, as of last Monday, I now have an office. I have staff, and I have you know, I've discovered people will actually take my calls. Um, so yeah, when I when I rang when the first time I rang Auckland City Council yeah, "Hey, we've got an issue at the Happy Boys site in Royal Oak." I just couldn't believe that Within three hours, I'd had you know a detailed response from them. So to that extent, uh, the, the shift just seems to have been that um, that now I can actually do the kind of stuff that I was telling people that I'd love to to do to do do uh, during the campaign. The second part has been uh, a complete whirlwind because, and which has been actually to be a member of parliament down here in parliament because i don't think anything actually prepares you for that because it's mm. actually just unlike anything else that i've experienced so i've been in this place a lot over the years in various roles that i've had uh, but being on this side of the, of the fence, uh, actually sitting in those green chairs in the debating chamber, um, yeah, no, it's, 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 I'm still very much getting my head around it. Got lost again this morning trying to find my <laughs> office, uh, trying to find my way to caucus. So yeah, I'm sure give me another few weeks and I might be a little less amateurish.
0: Yeah, great. Yeah, You've got all those sort of underground walkways and things as well to get your head around, right? right? Yeah. And, and you go through quite a, a rigorous induction process. Um, yeah, so that's right. Yeah, it? it was a yeah. full two weeks.
1: So uh, the election result was you know sort of announced late on the that Saturday night on the 14th and first thing Sunday morning got a call from Parliamentary Services saying you need to be at the airport in a few hours time, um, <laughs> so Sunday night checked into a hotel and we were here for a week and it was just all go, uh, you know, sort of 12, 15 hours a day of induction, then the following week back in Auckland doing the same thing, then back down here again for another half a week so and then of course we went, at that point you would normally uh, then be straight into Parliament, we then had that sort of that three to four week. Um, uh, three to four weeks extra time back in our electorates because of the extended um, coalition negotiations, which... Which turned out to be a real blessing uh, because that gave me the opportunity to to identify staff, um, look at potential office locations, uh, you know, attend school graduations and meet businesses, mm. et etc. Cetera, et cetera. So I, I was so grateful the way that worked out.
0: Mm. Yeah, nice. You, you're you're sitting at the moment in your in your new office. What, yes. what is what is that? What is a um, for those of us that that might not spend too much time in Parliament? What does that look like? What What is your office like? And do you share your office with another MP or? No, so
1: actually, at this stage, I've got my own office, uh, but there's a real um, squeeze on office space here in parliament buildings. For for, for, um, number one, I mean, they were sort of running out of space anyway, and then the earthquake took up Bowen House, and well, sorry, the the need for earthquake strengthening, and then that's all run behind time as all construction has. And so there's a new, there's a new at the same time as Bowen House is being uh, is being strengthened, they've 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 broken ground on a new building uh, just on the on the the north side Building. Buildings, so you know. Fast forward eighteen to thirty-six months from now, there'll be a, there'll be, be plenty of space. But at the moment, they're really trying to just squash us in everywhere. So I have a I have a little windowless um, cubby hole, uh, but hey, it's my own. Uh, and although over the Waitangi weekend, there's 10, 10 of us uh, backbench uh, National MPs who are actually going to be moving to what is known as used to be known as the International Library, and that is a magnificent, huge open open. So we're we'll back in open plan area, which is, that's what I've worked in for the last oh, 25 cool. years, yeah. I love open plan spaces, I just, I get lonely in, in an office on my own, uh, yeah. and so there'll be 10 EMPs in there, plus all of our support staff, uh, and, um, but it's 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 one of the, 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 the it's, it's in the original building apartments, I don't know, it must be well over 100 years old, and it's high ceilings and big windows and stuff, so I'm really looking forward to that, I'm trying to convince everybody to buy a foosball table to put in <laughs>
0: Brilliant! Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, the open plan. I like the, yeah, I like the sound of that. That sounds good, especially as a sort of a new, a new MP. It's a good way to get to know your colleagues, right? Yep. yep. yeah. What, well, what would you say has been the, um, the biggest surprise in your short time so far as an MP? Anything that's sort of taken you a bit by surprise, besides getting lost, I guess, and the,
1: yeah, in the just how outside of the debating chamber, how collegial it is. Uh, I mean, I had hoped that I might find uh, moments of that. That is to say that you know, I, I guess there was a pretty good chance I was going to get on well with my own teammates. Uh, mm. You know, everyone wearing blue. Uh, but I and, and I was hopeful that I could you know sort of reach across the the house. But actually, it's been incredibly easy. Um, I haven't met any MP yet from any party that I don't get on great with. Um, they're all yeah. just yeah, and, and everybody is here to um, to try and get good stuff done um, for, for New Zealanders, which obviously have, you know, divergent ideas on what the best ways of doing that is. So but as soon as the as soon as the camera's off, as soon as the microphones are mute, uh, everyone just gets on great. And there's you
0: know around
1: high fives and hungers. and yeah, so I'm loving that. Just the, the social and the collegial space is, is actually really hopeful
0: yeah I think that's something that people probably don't don't appreciate so much I liked in your um in your maiden speech you mentioned um, at least two sort of uh, MPs from other other parties I think you mentioned Ricardo Menendez much and you you said that you took down some points that he'd made about um, his vision for government and wanted to unpack those with him over a meal um, and you spoke about Willow Jean prime uh, from labor um, yep. speaking for ten minutes in Tadéo and moldi you hung off every word Uh and so I think that's quite cool. You you, you, you clearly, you, you know, um, you are there respecting what other people's views are and wanting to learn from them. Um, yeah, in well, and
1: I was really fortunate in terms of that, just by virtue of, I mean, the way that the debating chamber is set out, if you are in government, um, bec- you 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 obviously can't all physically fit on one side of the house, because if you could, then you wouldn't have a majority of the seats, right? So there's always going to be a few um, government MPs who, who sit on the opposition side. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I was just stoked to find out on my first day sitting in the house that I was one of them. So I literally sit with the uh, Green Party and Te Party Māori, um, oh. which it just, just so I've been yeah, getting to know them from day one and, yep. uh, and really, really enjoy my conversation. It is quite funny, though, in terms of that, you know, you'll, you'll be chatting away together about, oh, and so, you know, did you see, how did your son go with that, you know, the such and such, and oh, da-da-da. and then, you know, the speaker comes in, one <laughs> rises to their feet, sit down, and then it's like all the invective starts coming out, and oh, you know, you Da, 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 you're so useless. Da, 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 yeah. And then I say, and the microphone goes off, and it's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm going to go to his his graduation on tonight. Oh, I'd love to come along. <laughs> and
0: you,
1: Honestly, so much of what happens in that debating chamber is it really is theatre, and yeah. um, and I think if, so. I've had to just quickly get into that going, okay, that's what it is, and then and then that that ensures that I don't I don't then mischaracterise um people who are not um not on Mm. on my side of the house so
0: yeah yeah that's a fascinating insight that's that's really interesting um oh further talking more about your your maiden speech um i I think that's something that all mps get the privilege of doing yet it's something that so few of us ever get the chance to do and i think from you know from watching and reading your maiden speech it's clear that you've put a lot of thought into that and it's also it's sort of your time to set uh, to lay out sort of your tone of your time in Parliament, what did that what did that process look like putting that uh, that speech together? Because I guess you, did you do that over the over the summer period?
1: No, so what? Yeah, what happened was um, when not long after we'd been here, and it all happened in, in, in sort of a bit of a rush. I mean, we knew that at some stage in the first sort of three to four months that we were here, we'd all get that privilege of yeah, give speaking for fifteen minutes. Uh, but um, I didn't really give it too much thought until Parliament actually sat at the beginning of December. Uh, and I mean when that, that you, know, you, you have thoughts that have been mulling ever since you got elected, or even sometimes you know when I was running, you know walking yeah. walking around the streets of Mount At times I'm like, oh, if I did get elected, you know, oh, I'd have to, to give that speech. What are some mm. of those thoughts? I guess some of it have been percolating for a while, but in terms of actually really turning my attention to it, that didn't didn't come until the first week we were in Palms, The first week of December, yeah. and the whips um, went you know um, sent an email out saying you know when would you like to give yours? And I went back and said I'd love to give mine after. The summer break, so that I, you know, I could I could write it sitting down beside the beside the water, uh, but um, I think I think a lot of people said that anyway. So the <laughs> email email I got back just simply said you'll be giving yours on December the nineteenth. Right, <laughs> right. Like, right. Okay. And you, you, you learn very quickly down here, regardless of what position, you know, authority you might have had before you come here. You, you come here and you, yeah, it's, it's just team discipline and you just do what the leader says and you do what the senior whip says. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm like, yes, yes, sir. That's right. I'll be ready on December 19th. So at that point, I had <laughs> probably about two and a half weeks. And so the process I went through was I always get up quite early uh, in the morning and have some time to to think and read and reflect and and, and cut a care and the like. And so I just started during that time to think um, quite intentionally around what are all the things that I'd like to touch on. And then as stuff came to heart and mind, I'd, 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 I'd tap it down quickly and then go back to my reading and reflection. And then over the space of about three or four days, I realised how hey, I've got quite a bit of chunk, chunk uh, um, quite a few thoughts here. And so then I set aside um, a Saturday. Put it all into a big doc uh, where Doc and started to massage it, and realised yeah. that I had about five or six thousand words. Um, <laughs> which, so basically, enough for three main speeches. And yeah, so then yeah, yeah, given the most, sort of a
0: time limit for that? Is that is that how that
1: works? You got fif- fifteen minutes, 15 and minutes, and, it's okay. and you really aren't supposed to go over. Yeah, I mean, a couple of people have, um, but it's yeah, it's very frowned upon. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I do think respecting you know the time around here because if you do go over. F- you know, even ten seconds over is ten seconds that you're taking from 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 you know someone else's time mm. or some other activity's time. So yeah, so I um that was the hardest part of writing the speech actually was was um, leaving out um so so many thoughts around ideas and I, and I put them aside and you know and I'm sure that there'll be contexts in the months and more likely years ahead where I'll be able to reflect on some of those. Probably yeah. the most diff- um, painful part for me was not being able to by name acknowledge very many people. I was able to acknowledge as you saw a few. Uh, but but in the end, I had to acknowledge most people with just sort of that you know, the, the sweeping statements. Um, yeah, I just couldn't couldn't fit everything in. But uh, I knew I knew. Um, yeah, I knew the, the the two major things I wanted to talk about uh, in in my speech, and you know, I was pleased that I, that I managed to land those.
0: Yeah, and I I noticed you um, you began uh, your speech in todayo, and you actually yep. incorporated quite a lot of Maori language uh, throughout. What was the what was the uh, reason for that?
1: Uh, it was an expression of where my heart really is. So the two main reasons why I wanted to come to this place to serve was you know, number one, uh, that was to was to represent Māngere here and, you know, and and had all the issues yeah. that are in, in our local community. Uh, but the second one was to see whether in this House of Parliament I could contribute helpfully to the to the um, to the you know, discussion around and understanding of of. It. Who we are as New Zealanders, and, and you know, to me, an absolutely essential part of that is the role of um, te reo Māori, me whana tikanga, and that has been such a major part of my journey, um, particularly over the last eight years of my life, that with the maiden speech being an expression of who you are and why you are here, yeah, I was always going to, um, yeah, um, put a lot of that in there, and then, and then the other part is that you know, obviously my uh, my Christian faith is, is very foundational and central to, to mm. who I am and the way I understand the world. And, and again, over the last seven or eight years, I've learned to express that um, most faithfully through Te Reo Maori. So starting the way I did, which was essentially the, the first half of um, Psalm 1, um, was, yeah, was a way of, of, of wrapping all of that and being faithful for all those motivations
0: yeah the, the um the other thing that i, I couldn 't help but notice is you sort of injected quite a bit of humor um, in sort of throughout that speech and I liked um you mentioned that your dad. Uh, I think when you were nine gave you six hens uh, and then yes. by the time I think you said by the time you were 13 you had 50 hens and you were selling several hundred a week across town and the cracked eggs to your mum uh, at full price which yeah. I thought was uh, pretty funny. Um, your parents were were there at, at your maiden speech is that, is that right? They were
1: yeah it's a real real treat yep they're um, both in, in good health uh, although my mum is is certainly starting to find you know mobility challenges um, and it was yeah such a treat to ha- to have them there and yeah, be able to acknowledge. Um, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. Realistically, they they obviously have had you know a bigger influence in my life in terms of what I've done, who I've become than than probably everything else put together. So
0: yeah, yeah that must Are they still living in the Waitara? Is that where they're based? They, they sure are. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Not not on the farm that we grew up on, but uh, but they're up near the Lansdowne Golf Course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That must have been quite a special uh, a special thing for them to come and come and witness.
1: Yeah, yeah, and when we were together over Christmas, we um, we had many conversations reflecting back on that. Um, probably one of uh, you know real um, highlight to me. In fact, I was just chatting about this with, um, with Steve Abel, was one of the the green, new Green MPs. I was chatting about this with him last night on the on the flight down from Auckland um, that they they were impacted uh, by my. That what well, you've already referenced is is the um, my use of Te Reo Māori, but the, my reasons for using um, Te Reo Māori and and the, and the heart that obviously have for contributing in that space, they um, they were really impacted by that to the point that they um, have gone and found a book uh, called Huia Come Home by a very good mate of mine, Jay. Ruka, uh, and it was a book that actually I had, um, uh, some, I was able to help him in, in in writing that and publishing that several years ago at Parenting Place, and. Um, yeah, and then, and they called me and started to talk through some of his ideas. They didn't realise that I actually, yeah, that, that, that I was that close to the book. But that whole book wow. is, uh, amongst other things, it's essentially a, a sort of an introductory handbook for those people who are just getting going on their journey with Te Maori or wanting to investigate what is the unique place of, of, of uh, Te Maori in, in Aotearoa. And so to see them in their, or to hear them in their early 80s, going through this book and asking, Oh, at one stage, I think I did a social media post uh, in which over the Christmas and I I referred to my older brother as my Tuakana and um, the way they came back to me privately and said, what does Tuakana mean?
0: When Mm. I explained that
1: to them, they were like, oh, that's awesome, we'll start using that. And then, then they confessed to me that yeah, since the maiden speech, they've they've been uh, looking to try and learn some more Te Reo Māori and yeah, broaden their understanding um, that's cool. of, of that place. And I was just stoked because I mean that was yeah, my hope was that just you know some people might be inspired to do that in my maiden speech for my own parents to be inspired. That was yeah, that was yeah,
0: yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. And you're um. I think you, you, the uh, the Maori immersion school that you sort of helped to establish. I think you mentioned mm. in your speech that your son is starting next next month. Is that right? In the yeah, school? it's
1: um. So the poufiri is so yeah. Ne- next Monday will be a different kind of, of Maori context because we'll be <laughs> up at Waitangi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> braced for that to be quite lively. Are you um, going to Waitangi? Yeah, I certainly will be. Yeah, I'll be, I'm going up for four days. I I love it up there. Uh, I've been up there many times, um, just as a you know, as a as a uh, as I guess an observer and participant. But to actually be going up there as part of the government, um, is yeah, it's going to be quite special. Although, as I say, I appreciate that it will be. Yeah, it'll be quite an intense context this mm. year. Mm. Um, the following Monday, I will be at the um, porphyry for the opening of Tuarangi. Uh, and um, yeah, that's the that's the day that my uh, that my my son Toby um, is is part of that that first intake. So yeah, really looking forward to that.
0: That's really cool. Really cool. Um, okay, for, for, the, sort of the, for the last part of this conversation, I want to bring you back to, to Keke. You're our local representative in uh, Parliament now, and I understand from your social media posts that you've just sort of recently opened your new office here in Onihanga, is that right?
1: That's correct, 222 two, two. Onihanga Mo, uh, just opposite the curry leaf. Oh nice! <laughs> it's a landmark. <laughs> it is. Eh? I was chatting with Siru on um, Friday night because I took home um, takeaway for the family uh, from from the end. I said to him, "That is that's literally how I. That is such a landmark that that's for everybody. I reference where
0: it's at." And um, he was,
1: yeah, he d- he didn't disagree that they were pretty famous for good yeah. reason.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably be stopping by there after after your office time uh, fairly frequently. Right. I, I'd probably predict. Um, but but that's that's so that like following that process, it seemed like you had to do some fairly extensive renovations to get that ready, and then and then I guess you have to hire a bit of a team to to sort of look after your office. How does can you tell us a little bit about how that how that all works? Um,
1: yeah, so the it's a, it's a unique uh, employment relationship. Uh, this is all, all stuff that I learned very quickly. Is <laughs> that so? I don't actually employ staff directly. I they report to me and I manage them on a day to day basis. Mm-hmm. Although realistically the the staff that i 've managed i 've hired a, a managing me already <laughs> that only <don't laughs> took to about a day uh, um, but rather, I advertise so I work with parliamentary services to advertise for the roles mm-hmm. I do the interviews with parliamentary services parliamentary services then employ them, so I select them they then employ them, and so they 're actually part now of parliamentary services team so uh, I, I ran that process uh, before Christmas uh, and, um, yes, hired um, Shani um, Hatateo. So she uh, lives on Forbes Street, and has for many oh, years, uh, yep. and her kids are at St Joseph's Primary School. In fact, I met Shani, uh, so I didn't actually have to advertise for her, I met her in my first week of being an EMP, I went to the 175th anniversary of St Joseph's Primary School,
0: oh,
1: yep. and. Yep. When I, when I when I when I when I arrived, she was literally the first person that I went in. When I walked in the door, I went up and introduced myself to, and it turned out she was a, a member of the board of trustees. Huh. And then um, I was then ushered away to go and be the part of the man, manuhiri because they were about to do a porphyry and then I was asked to speak. For the Maniheti, and so at the end of the portfolio, she came up to me and she goes, "I don't know why I was not expecting you to be able to speak Maori, but you didn't. That was awesome. And can we catch up?" So we had a coffee the following week. Connected. Um, she comes from a strong marketing, advertising, and management background, and um, I was just driving. I was just we're nearly towards the end of the recruitment process, and I just her her name just kept coming to heart and mind. And so I actually just called her. Literally, I was driving up top part of just past Tintax Corner. And I rang her and said, hey, crazy idea, but would you ever think about a, you know, a mid-career change? Would you ever think about coming and working for me? And she said, oh, I've been thinking for the last couple of weeks, oh, I wonder if it would be too forward if I call Greg and ask, what you consider firing me? <laughs> so um, that's how that's how Shani's ended up being my uh, electorate manager there. And then the oh, other yeah. person that's joined our team is Margaret um, Epati. And Margaret did come through. So she lives in Otahu. Um, mm-hmm. She and her family run the AOG Church in Ellerslie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she, she has a background with the Department of Internal Affairs uh, and also in, um, in Accountancy Management. And so she, she started there uh, Monday as well. Margaret used to play, um, she, um, she was the halfback for the Samoan uh, women's rugby team. Um, wow. So yeah, both. So, so Margaret and, and, and Shani are a, yeah, a powerful duo. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, and for those those listening that, and actually I'll probably put my hand up here, that that have never really needed to or, or thought about engaging with a local MP, what are the kinds of things that you would encourage people to come and knock on your office door and, and come and chat to you about?
1: Almost anything. Um, so the obvious ones, are, you know, if you... Um, Uh, Well, and when I say these obvious ones, because these these are the kinds of inquiries that um, we've already received. So you've got, we're dealing with an issue at the moment on Spring Street, um, ironically named because it's to do, the issue that we're dealing with is with water care. There's Mm. big leaks there um, coming up through one part of that street. Um, there's the um, uh, you know, p- people needing people have, have have run the end of the line in terms of an immigration issue and they're wanting to see whether they could be you know, introduced to someone else who might be able to to, to, to break a circuit on that one um, similarly in terms of if they're dealing with kind water um, either in the in the housing space or in, in the development space so, Mm-hmm. already worked with several people around the Orana development who are being impacted uh, by the by the ongoing development there. So you know, last week we were working on something as simple as some street signs on um, some some street markings on Waitangi Road. Uh, then there's the um, the issues around um, someone else has come to me, they had a question around uh, school zoning. Uh, and so in, in all of those things, what what we're able to do is is an MP's office. Is knock on doors for people, make calls. We can we can advise them um, and, and and give them introductions. Uh, and yeah, my my um, my experience, my very limited experience so far is the beginning of this, this this conversation, talking about the the happy boy example um, with Auckland City Council, is that uh, that that people people take our calls. So if we if we ring and, and identify ourselves as being from the, uh, the national party Mangakia uh, Kia office, uh, from um, then, yeah, people people say essentially, great, let, let, let's help you through this issue. So, so yeah, if there's if there's almost anything that you think, man, I just I, I need I need an advocate in this space, um, give us a call.
0: Yeah, I'm curious about the the Happy Boy um, situation because I think that was probably one of your very first quick wins, right? Um, I think you sorted that out pretty quickly after after becoming an MP, but that was Happy Boy. Uh, had the fire, gosh, over a year ago. It must be a year and a half ago now, I think. And it was just sort of sitting there derelict. Um, and it's being tidied up. So, what, what did what what? How did you how did you make that happen?
1: Yeah, well, it's that, so basically the um, the the cafe owner uh, of um, Restretto, I was in there uh, uh, having having lunch, and he said to, Hey, Greg, this is like my first or second week being an MP. He says, is there anything you can do? With the uh, you know the because looking out, it like, it really was an eyesore and mm. I was like yeah I, I don't mind calling people and seeing seeing what I can do so first thing I did was call city council and they sent someone down there um, straight away oh, it helps that the the yeah the, yeah there's, there's people in there that already knew and then I, then obviously there's been I've been allocated you know um, particularly MP support staff. Whose, whose specific role is to work on and respond in those kinds of way within the city council yeah. so they sent down um, a team straight away and uh, by three o'clock that afternoon we'd received a uh, a re- full report back like six eight pages of photographs and saying this wow. is where the site's at and there was and they 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 were looking at it from, from, a, from a health and safety um, side and basically mm-hmm. saying there, there, there isn't anything um, wrong there. However, obviously it would be great if you could shift it along. Then the second thing I did was contacted um, So um, uh, contacted the um, social service agencies that were working with, uh, with the homeless people who were sleeping in that space. Because obviously they were going to be impacted by, yep. you know, by us moving in the way that we did. And then the third thing I did was, again through various contacts, found out who the owner was. And then when I rang the owner, my my response, you know, my, my posture right from the beginning was, "Hey, um, there's a lot of lot of um, uh, desire in the community for stuff to change up there. How can I help you do that, mm-hmm. rather than um, how mm-hmm. hey, you've got to move it along or else?" And so then um, working with triangulating those things. Um, we were, yeah, uh, he, at the end of the day, it was, it was the owner who really got going on it, um, changed that stuff up, got it repainted. And then the next stage, because we're certainly not finished, and it's great that it looks better, um, but the next stage is to actually um, fill it up with something. And so we've identified um, a couple of um, potential food truck operators yep. in that space. Yep. And so that's what we're, we're hoping in the coming weeks, um,
0: yeah, we'll be able to create a
1: nice little gathering um, um, eatery there.
0: That's great, yeah, and a great example of actually the the, the powerful impact that a, a local MP can have. Because yeah, like I said, yeah. eighteen months sitting there looking terrible, and then within weeks, uh, tidied up and potentially, you know, going to add to um, add to the community soon. So that's that's brilliant.
1: Yeah, and it's got you know, it's sort of I mean, it's, it's just one little one little thing, but what it did was made me go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I um I was just sort of made jokes with my wife at home. I was like, "Wow, it's like someone's given me a cape! Like <laughs> all these things that you want to do, but now you can actually do them." So, so my imagination's already gone to you know much bigger projects. And and I uh, I met with um with the following week. I met with Stephen, you know, from the um from the Onihanga Advancement Enhancement Society, yep. and did the big walk all along the shore, all the way down to the Scout Hall, and heard the full um, vision that he and Jim um, Jackson, have, you know, have long had in terms Of what it would look like to finish there, and I'm like, well, okay, that's—I know that's a forty million dollar project, but hey, you know, why not? I've got a (laughs) cape now. (laughs) <laughs> um, let's see. Whether... <laughs> so, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm. So I'm looking at that. I'm you know, looking at the um, obviously Ellerslie um, Ellerslie Primary School had the you know the rug pulled from under them um, just three weeks out from the new classroom block going in, just after they'd removed their former STEM classrooms on the basis of the fact that they're going to get this new school. So I can advocate for that. So you know, pretty soon i will be looking for the right window down here just this week to start the conversation with the Minister of Education around that, and and then you know there's there's new roundabouts I'd like to get in. I'm keen to see. whether we can restart the direct train link from Unihanga into Brutama and so on and so on and so on. It's just
0: mm. you know, Endless. Yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, awesome. That's great. Um, so, so in terms of your sort of an average week for you, how does that work in terms of your split uh, down in Wellington versus being sort of, I guess you're out and about in the community, but also in, in your office? How does that work?
1: Yeah, so um, Monday, Friday and Saturday, I'm in the electorate. Um, I mean, you know, do a couple of hours on Sunday as well, but generally I try and try and um, protect the majority of Sunday for for um, for the family. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's you know three and a bit days in the electorate uh, every week, Tuesday to Thursday in Wellington. Uh, so here here in Parliament, and then every third week. I'm in the electorate, fully in the electorate. So Parliament basically sits two weeks on and one week off. Uh, we've, it's a bit of a funny start this year. We've got this week here, next week we're off because we've got so much time up at Waitangi. Mm. And, then, and then to make up for all of the lost time, we've then got four sitting weeks in a row. Uh, oh right, which is, wow. yeah, which is quite unusual. But but then after that, then then we get into this rhythm of um, two weeks, one week, two weeks, one week. So if I add up all of that time together across the space of the year, it seems to me like I'll have about two thirds of my time in the electorate and about one third of my time in Parliament, which seems about right.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay, and and I guess the the that uh, if people that want to get in touch with you, you can contact your office any time, right? And though and that message will get to you one way or another.
1: Absolutely. Our office is open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5 p.m. and uh, But the phones are, phones are always on. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, well, thanks, thanks so much uh, for your time. It's been really great to chat to you. I, I did want to finish with one last question because I think um, an MP's diary is always um, quite, quite interesting. So I wondered um, if you could tell us a little bit about what the rest of your day looks like, what's on the agenda.
1: Let me have a quick look at my calendar, Right, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. So at midday, I have my first... Well, I maybe I'll start from the beginning of the day. So the first thing we had at 7:30 this morning 45 minutes, we had we had our uh, inaugural uh, National Caucus um Taro and Tikanga learning session. Ah, so we're all okay. learning um Waiata and starting to just get more familiar uh, with uh, with Ferris uh, mm-hmm. um, so that's yeah, that's that's something we kick up. We're gonna do that on a weekly basis every Tuesday morning. Uh, then we have the then at um, at 8:30, we had the um, procedures. Um and what that is, is every, every parliamentary morning uh, we meet up at Chris Bishop's um, office uh, in the Beehive uh, and that's where we, because he's the leader of the House, and so that's when we go through all the things that are going to happen in Parliament this day. We're going to go through the questions that have been answered in the House and, and who's going to be asking the questions that all gets allocated. Mm-hmm. Then we had our caucus meeting. Uh, and then, then it was catching up with various MPs. I was actually just working with one of the MPs who's giving his maiden speech tomorrow, and he needed some coaching on the on the parts that he's going to deliver in Te Reo Māori. So that's probably the highlight of my day so far. Um, and uh, yeah, and then after this, I've got various staff meetings, and then question time kicks off at two o'clock. So that's going to be particularly lively today uh, with some of the issues that are swirling around. Uh, and yeah. then, and then I've got to be in the house from four to six p.m. So I'm. I'm on what's known as how, on the House duty roster at that time. Um, so that's to make up the, the voting numbers. The reality is I'd want to be there anyway because six of my colleagues are giving their maiden speeches. At 6pm, mm-hmm. I have a meeting at the US Embassy um, for an hour and a half. Um, I'm not 100% sure what that's about, but they'll be um, giving free I food. I love the surprise wasn't that. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then tonight, back in the house until 10 o'clock, although I'm going to be popping out for about an hour to have uh, a board meeting of one of the charitable trusts um, that I'm still involved with. We're going to do that on Zoom. And then, yeah, tomorrow we'll press replay. Damn, that's a busy day. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's all good fun, though. Yeah. Good thing you've got that um that superhero cape. Uh, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> awesome. Oh, look, thanks so much uh, again for joining. It's been great to hear, um, a little, especially a little bit about the behind the scenes of what it's like to be a um, a, a fresh MP. Um, and I look forward to catching up with you sometime in the near future.
1: Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Much Talk. As always, if you have any feedback or comments, please let us know. You can reach me on most social media through Tim underscore McCready. And please, please tell your neighbors about our podcast. That is the best way that you can ensure we can continue to make local content that keeps you informed and engaged in what is going on in the community. Until next time, I'm Tim McCready, and this has been Too Much Talk.